When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. With thanks to iSuzu, the iSuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. I'm going to Europe in the uh, July. I thought, you know what, it'd be good to like get in shape, get a six pack. And I thought, you know what, I never had a six pack in 11 years of professional sport. What makes me think I'm a chance of doing it now? So, what well, you're saying is if anyone wants to take you up as a model now, oh. you're, you're, put, you're, working, you're putting the rig working. Oh, that ship is well into That's what there's a reason I'm, ra- I'm on radio. Yeah. I'll be in Europe in the summer as well, mate. So, we'll go. Oh, maybe, really? Maybe we hit up Ibiza together. Yeah, I'm going to. I've got a six pack though. I'll yeah, no. I like you guys yeah. having a great summer. I'll be here. Um, but. So tell us what it was like to travel around with such a big company and such a recognisable brand. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, um, uh, it, it's, it's funny because when I retired, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I, my ex-wife was from New York City. I was moving to New York and I was like, you know, uh, I was kind of scared and, and, and apprehensive about where my post-life, a uh, post-career was going to go, you know. Um, and funnily enough, like two weeks after the end of the season, I got a call from um, my agent who is in L.A., um, to, to take a plane to, to Paris and, and, and go and do this casting. And I was just like, I was, I was like I, I'm, I'm going to do it, right? Yeah. I go down there. I think nothing's going to happen. You know, I'm go down and see these people, cruise back, and then move to New York. New York. New York yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed that. I'm like, oh. Um, but I, I ended up jagging the job, and um, it, 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 was, it was really interesting to, to be in front of the camera, like, in, in a different way. I think the, the lucky thing for me was I was kind of, evoking this kind of idea about the sports person in yeah. any way in the, in the first campaign. So I was in, in a comfortable kind of space. Yeah, right. In, okay. in, it was in the Barcelona um, Olympic Stadium. Um, it felt kind of natural in a way, mm-hmm. um, but very unnatural at the same time, you know. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was a super cool journey. I've done some, we did some fascinating things, um, raised a lot of money for charity, run marathons in New York City, shot commercials in the, the desert in Namibia. Um, wow. I've been really, really for- fortunate, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it, it was a great experience for sure. And do you do still do a bit now? A uh, little bit of modelling, yeah. I don't, I don't actually work for Paco Rabanne anymore. They, uh, I think they, there's a, there'll be a new campaign coming out shortly. With uh, they, they revamped it and probably got a, a younger and uh, um, now it's probably a good time for everyone to know they're moving to New York. <laughs> don't, don't want to break the news, but they've got, they've got a new campaign. Yeah, <laughs> is there with modelling? Is there like can you train for it? Like, do you have looks? That you that you practice, like, I, I, I'm, I'm, ref- I'm referencing Zulina. Like, I've never thought about that, but if you, th- you know, there there is a thing about being in front of the camera. You like, it's not. I don't want to sound weird, but you know, you're good side or whatever, like that, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But like, you do get into a groove and a rhythm to, you know, when you're doing different jobs, like you know how to move and how to kind of uh, create yeah. what they're looking for. You know, um, yeah, I don't. 
sit at home and, and practice in front of the mirror, though. If that's, we if that's have the walk. <laughs> I'm guessing you've done a few catwalks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. I have. I'm a bit big for the big, big for the catwalk. To be honest with you, funnily enough, you enjoy um, it or you... uh, no? I'm a bit uh, too, oh, too big. large. Wow, yeah, really? Too tall? Uh, no, too. Oh um, uh, yeah, right. Oh, no chance in. Um, no. It's uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> really. Your photos. Too <laughs> don't really fit the uh, the 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 sample sizes. So, but I have done a, a, a bunch before in New York, and, and it's 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 it's. What do you? Uh, do? It's kind of boring. Do like you, feel... you just walk in a straight line and then walk back. It's like kind of weird. Does it, it feel weird, it... like with your, like your hands and stuff? Because I remember like <laughs> even. Five, like, with your hands, I'm just, where are you going with this? <laughs> when, whenever I have to like walk in front of a crowd, like if you're getting called onto stage or something, and you know everyone's watching you walk, there's just that weird feeling like, I don't know what to do. Like, I just, Remember when I... we had our headshots the other day? Did you find that like I we had headshots here? I, I felt like I was going to die. Oh, really? I hated every bit of it. Oh, we've done, yeah. So we that's like the start yeah, of every see, season, just, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. No, see, I, every time I have to get a headshot taken, I just feel but like. But I feel oh. like the headshot's like you're in a rigid kind of certain specific way it's like very professional you know it's yes. uh, I think it's much different when you're moving and trying to you're trying to be yourself in front of camera I don't yeah. know try and bring something what's the craziest life. shoot you've done like, in, like you said in Namibia like what's the yeah, craziest thing they've got you doing in Namibia for sure yeah. I shot, uh, the, the, the wow. second campaign we um, there, there was a crew of like 250 people it was like, it was like oh, a movie wow. it was like a movie man it was um it was super, super cool. Um, I, I had a stunt double. I couldn't do half of the half of the the, the commercial. You had a stunt double. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it, with insu- for insurance, the guy was riding a motorbike. I couldn't ride the motorbike. Um, oh. So yeah, the the poor guy. He so did get, he have to look good as well? Um, well like, was he a good-looking <laughs> dude? Because he looked like me, to be honest with you. I'm not that. Yeah, so. That'd be weird. It's kind of weird, so, weird yeah. to say, but yeah. Well, he well, I like mean, me, but, um, but he, uh, the poor guy had to get my tattoos, right? Oh. So he had to go for like for four or five hours before everyone else and get oh. the tattoos drawn on every day. Really? For like 11 days, poor dude. So, oh, no. What's the industry like? Is it a bit, is it different for males and, and females? Well, it's fantastic, the industry. Is it? Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's really interesting. And I'll, I'll say this, it is one industry where women earn more than men, right? Yeah. It's probably the only industry in the world. Yes. So that was actually like, for, for me, that's really empowering. And, um, you know, working with the girls, I, I could go to a job and know that the girls were earning 20 times what I was earning. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So that's, that's, that, that was super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it can be um, a little shallow um, in, in, in some mm, regards, but you just take it take it with a grain of salt and uh, smile and do your best. Mm. <laughs> now, the other thing you have going on is you're the co-founder of Athletes for Life Foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we talked about apparently I've done some fantastic things since I retired, but mm. um, shortly after retiring and and doing the things I was doing, I felt like um, there was something that was kind of missing, and 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 I was struggling in, in a sense um, that for the fulfilment, for the purpose, and you know, <clears throat> when you leave, Timmy, you can speak to this as well. When you leave that locker room or the the arena for the last time, your life, as you know, it ch- changes, you know, and you've been we've been you've been working on honing your craft since you were six, seven, eight years old. You go into high performance systems when you're 15, 16, as I'm sure yep. you did at Parramatta. Yep. Um, <clears throat> everything, uh, your life as you know it is, is, is all derived by your athletic identity. Who you are as a person is, is who you are on the, on the, on the rugby field mm. or, or, or in the sporting arena. Um, and and I, I realized that I was really struggling with that, um, mm. even though I was doing some different things and, and I was probably having much more success, um, you know, outside of the, the sporting arena. Um, but I knew that something was missing. So, um, you know, we started Athletes for Life in 2019. Um, it's a couple of years after Lance Thompson passed away. I was telling Timmy about this a couple of weeks ago. 
um, Laird's passed away. I knew I was struggling with this. I'd written down a, a uh, like a, I'd done a presentation on my computer and I didn't show anyone because I was like, no one's going to want to look at this. It's, 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 it's a lot of crap, right? Um, Lance passed away and I showed my buddy and my buddy's like, man, you're, you're onto something here. Like this is, a, if you're telling me that you're feeling this, um, you speak to other people that, you know, they know that they struggle. They don't know why they struggle mm-hmm. and they're looking for, and they're lo- always longing for, uh, as a former athlete for, for, for that next kind of goal, you know? Mm. Um, so we, we started Athletes for Life to, to really kind of create a community to kind of empower the, the cohort of, of uh, elite sports people to kind of, you know, create better more beneficial outcomes for, for all of us. You know, if we come to come together and, and chat about what we feel and, and, and kind of call deep on our own vulnerability to, to kind of outwardly express how we feel and, and the challenge that we face, it can be really empowering for, for, for other people. You know, we, we primary, primarily target, um, athletic identity transformation in two ways, yep. um, by running marathons for charity or, or, or re-engaging with physical activity mm. in a proactive way which is something that you I know, I know you run Timmy but yeah. we've all well, we both have friends that we used to play with or, or against that, that probably have let themselves go a little bit mm. or, or don't don't feel like that they that, that they want to train or anything anymore but the, all the science shows that it's actually really really beneficial um, and then with our online programming so condi- con- conditioning programs to, to kind of um, a journey of self-discovery if you will we, we build a platform of a suite of programs with a team of psychologists in the u.s and right. um yeah so like a, a journey of self-discovery to cultivate multi-faceted ideas of who you are because it is a really it's a very interesting career as an athlete because it's not like any other job in let you know my job will end when i'm 60 hopefully before um but <laughs> fingers crossed i can retire um but there is such a set time where you will retire and you probably haven't had the time to plan for after that, have you? Yeah, it's, the, the thing is, you really haven't kind of um, cultivated a, a diverse understanding of who you are as well. Mm. You know, everything's denoted yep. to, to, to the sporting field, and 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 in reality, I spoke to you about this, yep. uh, Timmy. Like, we're 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 sons, we're we're fathers, we're husbands. Uh, before we're football players, you know, yeah. or rugby yeah. or, or sports people, yeah. um, like a plumber, you ask a plumber who they are, they don't say I'm a plumber. Yeah. But you ask a rugby, you ask a footy player who they, who are you? They, first of all, you're, oh, I'm a professional football yes. player. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's a really weird way to kind of understand who you yeah. are. Um, and, and you know, the, the the game they do do a lot of stuff, you know, financial literacy and 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 kind of all these well being things that they do. But um, until you live it, you know, it's it's you have to. It's the journey of within yourself really um, rather than, you know, a workshop from someone telling you go and do this. You've got to do the work yourself to kind of understand the value that you bring to the world. You've also been pretty open about um, suffering seizures for a couple of months after you retired Mm. too. So you must be quite fascinated by what the game is doing now. Yeah. I think that they're doing a great job, you know, Um, it's, um, you you know, I I, I wouldn't, even though I know what I know now and I suffer the the, the way that I suffer um, having seizures, I wouldn't. I'd still play, you know. Mm. Um, but they, they're doing they're, the the game is really doing a lot of a, a lot of good things now. Obviously, with the spotters that they have and 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 the um, the HIAs and and the the independent doctors. I think I think it's great. I think there's a lot more to do as well. Um, we have to kind of really understand the challenges that people have because you know, oftentimes people suffer in silence um, mm. post career. You know, from from too many traumatic brain injuries. Um, <laughs> obviously, during the week uh, uh, there was a there's a the new bio. Oh, I'm gonna 
bring out the name Biobank, I think it's called. They're trying to do different kind of studies on on, on and create biomarkers. Okay. Um, uh, <clears throat> taking blood and stuff like that, doing different things to to, to kind of understand the dichotomy of, of traumatic brain injury, right? Mm. What, what's going on? Why do people ha- have these, um, the, these, these challenges from having too many head knocks? Mm. Um, Newcastle winger, going to forget his name. James McManus. James McManus, yeah. So J- Jimmy McManus, I spoke yes. to Jimmy the other day. Jimmy, Jimmy's the ambassador for this, uh, this, this new, um, this new foundation. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're, do- they're doing a lot of great stuff, but you know, unfortunately, you know, I suffer from seizures, but I, I go and have all the, the testing. And there's no abnormalities at all in my brain. Mm, nothing, nothing shows up. You know what I mean? But really? my, my doctor said to me, he's like, he, he's, it could be late onset ep- epilepsy, right? For, yeah, for right. sure. But he said it would be irresponsible of him to di- diagnose me with that. Yeah. Having been exposed to too many brain injuries. I guess because the research is only really starting now. It's not, you're not at the point where you know. Exactly. Now. All right. Well, that is, you've, you've got a bit on. I thought Timmy was busy, <laughs> but apparently you're just killing it. So we're going to talk a little bit about the footy and then we will come back a little bit to both of your careers. But Parramatta's Ray Stone last night, he scored a remarkable golden point try in against Melbourne to make it three against the Storm. This was such an exciting finish, I imagine, for you, Tim. It was an awesome game. And I really love the way that Parra wrestled it back. You know, Melbourne came out of the blocks a million miles an hour. Um, had a couple of tries disallowed early, but Parra just held their nerve and really did well to kind of get back into the game. So, And to win the way they did, I reckon Parra are going to get so much confidence out of that moving forward and in the bigger games towards the end of the year when traditionally, you know, that's probably been the ones they struggle with. I think, you know, the games, wins like this are going to really help them, you know, deliver when they need to. Always good good confidence builder to beat Melbourne, right? So, 100%. Let's just listen to that call of Ray Stone, thanks to KO, uh, golden point try. Brown's got himself in an interference role. Moses with his first shot. Moses' kick has hit the upright. Ray my goodness! Ray Stone may have scored the match winner in a double. Well, there's a bit to go here. I have no try. Okay. We're confirming that Ray Stone is offside. Well, it's touched there. Kick chases onside, including Ray Stone. Ray Stone being declared onside. He's beaten Jerome Hughes, the only Parramatta player in sight. He's done his knees. Yeah, he's done his We have a decision. Well, this is incredible. This is a most dramatic moment. Parramatta are winning the match in Golden Point with Ray Stone scoring the first double of his career, mind you. So the Eels defeat the Storm 28-24, to that uh, try from Ray Stone. It's bittersweet to listen to because, as you can hear, he has an injury. But just before that, the setup was amazing and um, Mitch Moses kicks it. it. It doesn't go through. And then Ray Stone, it almost, when you looked, you were sort of like, is he onside? Is he offside? But Brad Arthur said in the post-match press conference, no, he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew he was going to chase that. It wasn't just a spur-of-the-moment thing and made sure he was onside to do it. Yeah, they practice uh, training all week, that move. <laughs> oh, mate, I don't do training, uh, as you can tell. I think um, I'm pretty sure he was playing out in the centres at that time of the game. I could be wrong, but he um, he was playing out in the centres, which means he wasn't in that traditional middle forward spot that he usually is in. Yeah, right. So rather than being a blocker or being someone in okay. front, he was actually having to be onside. Um, and he did such a great job, and it is bittersweet because, you know, I, and I knock on wood, hopefully the injury's not too bad and that he's able to play again, 
But if he if that is his last game before he goes to um you know the Redcliffe is it Redcliffe Dolphins? Yeah. We're not allowed to call them Redcliffe apparently. Yeah, I don't know what it's so weird. Okay, so this is well, this is a bit of a tangent, but when we, when I we all went to the press conference um, where the NRL was announcing it, they said no, it's the Dolphins. It's not the Redcliffe. Right. It's the, they're trying it's, to. It's like, just yeah. Dolphins. They're trying to channel the NFL kind yeah. of. Like well, they're there. trying to make it so it's not like it's not just Redcliffe, so it yeah, doesn't eliminate up. everyone else. Did we not learn this with the West Tigers about having five home grounds? I don't know. <laughs> like Madonna, just just one name. There's just one. No name. Other, I think. Yeah, of doing that, I'm thinking of just yeah. being Jaleesa. So yeah, so before he, he signed there for next year, and listen, there's there's been a few moments in Raystone's career over the last over his last you know half a dozen games where he's probably been um, you know public enemy number one, but it, to para fans, you know, and unfairly he's copped a bit of criticism yeah. for some big moments in games. So for him to go out um, with two match winners, he scored a, a, a try before the end of the game mm. that could have won in the game. Yep. Then he scores another try, actually does win in the game. Both of them incredible tries. Like just the way that happened, the script is so good. So if it is a knee injury, at least he can you know raise the bat and you know show the para fans how good he uh, he delivered for them. You score many doubles in your career, Timmy? Zero doubles. Mate. <laughs> so he, in fact, I only scored six tries in my two hundred and thirty-three games. So is that true? Only six tries, guys. Quite so. a few games though. Oh. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, when I, when I was young... I, I feel was, like I remember more of them. <laughs> when I was just young, I used to be memories. a big boy. So I used to score tries just out of pure size. Yeah. And there was one year I scored 72 tries under 13s. 72? Oh 72. Gosh. So then to go to first grade and go like many, many years without uh, many tries, it's... Uh, it's not one of my greatest Only stats. Only six tries. There must have been a few nudie runs then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mate, I was a veteran of nudie runs. I was like teaching the boys. I was giving them tips. So, like, when a young kid comes in, hey, make sure you carry your clothes with you because if you leave them in, in the bathroom, someone's going to nick them. So, just take it with you. Well, like, there, there's a funny thing about the modeling. If we go back to that, uh, you know, the underwear, underwear yeah. um, um, shoots. Mm-hmm. They, the, the guys wear a thing in there, like a sock kind of thing in, really? their, in, their, in their pants. Oh. I've never done an underwear campaign, but I, that, that's one thing they do. So I'm sure you probably did that for your nudie run. Mate, I... I carry my clothes with me because I've seen guys who've had their clothes nicked, so they come back to get their clothes and their clothes are gone, so they're trying to find clothes. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, Storm are obviously a little bit um, under under the weather in terms of players. They were missing Harry Grant, Tyron Wishart due to COVID. Brandon Smith... He came back after only one week with a broken bone in his hand. Surely that wasn't going to happen unless he, they really needed him back. I mean, they, they were just down on – they had no hookers. Yeah, they did. And, you know, obviously you mentioned those two, but also Christian Walters out for the year. Yes, yeah. Uh, Xavier Coates got ruled out just before the game. Um, you know, Tui's still out. They, they, they had a few guys out. So, Brandon needs to step up, and he did. I thought he played really well. He looked a bit underdone. Like, he looked like he was yeah. – he was. Um, Sucking the big ones, but he 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 played well. He scored a try, set the break that got them back in the game right then the game. Um, thought he did a good job, but um, Para were too good. And like I said, it's a really good time to beat Melbourne because even with all those players out, they still had like their spine was there. They had Brandon and then Jerome Hughes, Munster, Pappenhausen, all you know, a lot of big guns on the team still. So for Para to wrestle their way back into that game and, and win the way they did. It's going to be great for their confidence. Is it fair to say, too, that's probably what power have been lacking at times is when their game is on the line, sort of dropping behind a little bit? Yeah, yes. No, I think they've, they've gotten a lot better at that. But for me, the, the biggest thing power have got a bit better at is winning the big games when they count at the end of the year. You know, until they can get past week to a final series, they're always going to have that question mark over you know, their capabilities to win a comp. Uh, I personally think this is probably going to be the year. I think this year, if there ever was a year for Parramatta to win the comp, it's this year. Um, there's no more, and uh, carefully I'll say this, 
when I, when I was playing, I felt like there was powerhouse or powerhouse teams. It was yeah, your Melbournes had your Cameron Smiths and your yeah. Cooper Cronks, and you had your Roosters that had your yeah your Sunny Bills and your like the James Maloney's. Just they had a winning culture. And then you had uh, Cowboys had Thurston and Matt Scott, and they just there was there was some games where if you didn't turn up, you get flogged. I feel like Penrith are there, but they're still a young team. Mm. Melbourne don't have that aura that they used to have. Roosters haven't got that clicked yet. There's no team at the moment that you're looking at them thinking, oh, these guys, if you're if you're off, they'll be put 60 on you. See, I look at the Roosters on paper, and I think that they're that team. But they just it just hasn't happened. They, well, I've tipped Roosters. I tipped them to win the comments of the year. And I, I still yeah. think that they um they can get – everyone's waiting for them to click. So everyone knows they can get there. But – like I said, there's, there's probably not many teams now that are watching them last three weeks, scared of them, thinking, mm. oh, I'm, I'm worried about playing them because they haven't looked um, as great as they should. I feel like there's not not many teams in the comp at the moment as well that can afford to lose any of their halves. Yeah. Yes. If you lose their halves, there's not a, a, a great deal of depth in the, in the entire competition, really. You know, remember back in the day, in the early 2000s, yeah. Brett Finch was playing in reserve grade for, for, for the Roosters, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. It's not like that anymore. Um, yeah. So I, there's there's not many teams that really can afford to lose many of their spine. Yeah. And still, well, still, still. It goes play. back to the whole talent thing. Like I, and I watched the, the Warriors-Tigers game on the weekend. It wasn't, I, thought, I think it was in the paper the other day I talked about the, the talent pool, but mm. it wasn't the best game of footy. No. Mm. And now we're adding another 36 players to Ridiculous. the Dolphins, um, mm. which means you're spreading the talent even thinner. And what is that? Just the product, you know, the product of the game. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see where the game ends up in ten years. Because even now, the kids, kids are playing, but parents aren't as committed as they used to be when we were kids. You sure. know? So like people don't want their kids to play a you know twenty round comp. And I think that you know more the more information that you know we touch on the concussions, the more information yeah. that comes out with concussions, parents are, are, are getting more wary of, of their kids going and playing collision sport. You know what I mean? So I, the the, the dolphins. Uh, for, for me, it was a kind of a weird, uh, a weird thing, but uh, obviously the game wants to expand, and and um, and yeah, it's a bit, but but I think they they could struggle, you know. Yeah. Uh, the thing that also has really um, affected that is two years of COVID. You've had the lower grades that haven't True, been playing. Yeah. Can we not talk about COVID, please. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they haven't been, they haven't been playing. That's a good point. Yeah. So usually reserve grade play every week, and they just sharpen yep. up their skills every week so that they're ready to go when called upon. Yeah. Um, but if you have two years of guys just under underneath the threshold guys who just haven't been sharpening it, that all they got is training. That's all they've had to do. But also guys that maybe would have looked at being professional rugby league players that have gone off and done something else. Yeah. Yeah. I actually know a few personally that do you? through the TLN they said, you know what, I could. They they weren't. They weren't in that top, you know, yeah. twenty yeah. players, twenty five players of the club, so they're just literally getting paid to train all day, and they're thinking, well, why am I doing this? I can go get a trade or do something else. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Probably why athletes for life exists, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. exactly. Well, you know, that men- mentally, those guys there. So the, those guys have they've sacrificed more. Like I've, I was one of the fortunate ones where I went straight from school. The system just took care of me. I went straight yeah. into NRL. It was always smooth, right? But there's there's a big percentage of guys who. They're working. They come after work to training. Yeah. They play reserve grade. They like the amount of sacrifice they do. They like they hardly see their families. Yeah. Just for that small chance that they could potentially crack it. A lot of them don't. But cra- and crack it for what five years? You know, yeah, like, if they're lucky. Yeah. So but a lot the of them stats now. The the, the of a four, career. I think it's three or four years. Yeah. Out, yeah. Three or four years. I think. And then those guys aren't. They're going back to the world thinking I've sacrificed so much and now here I am back to where I started. Yeah. Exactly. Mentally, like there's there's there's. Every player that finishes sport has got something to struggle with, whether it's yeah. that phase or whether it's your, you know, played 15 years at the top grade, played for Australia, played State of Origin, and then they stop, mm. and all of a sudden their life changes dramatically as well. You know, they're not getting, um, you know, the, the same recognition that they used to get. Their wages have obviously dropped from, you know, 
a million dollars to maybe $80,000. Like it's a lot of changes in their life they're trying to adapt to. So Athletes for Life is just such a good um, idea well, of, of helping players. I think that's a great thing about uh, elite athletes, though, is that we are adaptable um, once yeah. you can kind of conceptualize you know what what it is you want to do and and and, and operationalize the skills that you've learned from 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 elite sport um yeah, they also yeah. have a work ethic too like there's yeah they're not scared of hard work like other people yeah are. for sure yeah. we have the fundamental principles of, of making it in elite sport whether you play for 10 years or you play one game it's still the premise is still there mm. yeah all right, well, we have a lot coming up on today's show. There's a lot actually happening in other sport, but um, we're going to have a look at the Raiders Titans next with Gary Belcher. With thanks to Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time. Something out of this as White or the early grammar. Tomoko! Oh, hello! We've got a contest. Matt Tomoko scores. White kicking before the last and Tomoko knew it was coming. Emre Gula with powerful run. And that allows Starling to run away from the big markers. Then the dummy. He's through. He's away. Comes to the fullback Campbell and just couldn't find someone in time to link up with. Then the offload. It is Tomoko again. There he again. Oh, the Raiders out of nowhere on their way back. Starling. Papali'i. Now it's set up for Whiten if they want to go that way. There's Whiten to Schneider, then the cut out. Sebastian Chris! It's another! Oh, the Titans have fallen in a heap and the Raiders are flying. Four tries on the trot. Schneider rated down in back way. Schneider. It's the same approach as he's used all night. Oh, he has drilled it. That is clutch. Four minutes left. And the Raiders, for the first time, have the lead. That was the highlights of the Raiders win over the Titans. Audio courtesy of KO there. It was delicious to watch as a Raiders fan. I actually almost turned it off, though, because they were down 22 nil and I just thought knowing the Raiders their second halves are never very good especially when their first halves aren't good but um the Titans scored the first four straight ties they tries they had a 22 to nil lead with five minutes left in the first half then Semi Valame scored late in the first half sort of looked like he moved himself to the wing and and scored there and then the Raiders scored four unanswered tries in the second half Matt Tomoko scoring a double during that and then a beautiful hit um, by Semi Valame on AJ Brimson. What'd you make of it, Tim? Never in doubt. <laughs> never in doubt. Oh. I tweeted that. <laughs> I tweeted never um, in doubt. I actually texted Ricky this morning. Uh, oh, were and you? He, he was saying that um, he's got, they got to do it in a way it doesn't give him a heart attack anymore. But um, I, I, I'm a big fan of Ricky. I love 
like they've got every excuse to not aim up at the moment. You know, they lost their, their halfback that they spent all summer training with. Um, they were down 22 nil at half time, but the way they showed that fight uh, was really impressive. And um, you know, you, Canberra that's that kind of team that can really upset a lot of teams. You know, there's going to be a lot of teams that are hoping that Canberra will be two points from. Canberra are going to make a, a very difficult for a lot of people this year. Good to see White and hit his straps as well in the second half. Yeah, yeah. So started off slow and then um, and then really came home in the in the when you were going to turn the game off, Jaleesa. Yes, I know. <laughs> I, you know, I thought no, I'm just going to keep watching this for work purposes and torture myself. But <laughs> thank goodness I didn't. We've actually got Gary Belcher on the phone, Queensland Maroons legend. How are you going, Vaj? I'm good, guys. I, I uh, missed the first 50 minutes of that Lucky game. Lucky you. When I, saw it was, I think it was 22-4 and. Um, yeah, mate, rang me, and I, I just finished um, another call, and he just said, "Oh, mate, it's ugly. Don't watch." And all of a sudden, bang! Away they came. So I saw all the good bits. What happened early? It was chaos, absolute chaos in the early. They just looked a little bit. I don't know. I'm still not convinced about having Sammy Valame in the centres. I just feel like he's he's more of a winger. Did you bring that up with Ricky? Tim? No, I didn't. I'm, uh, I'm not going to tell him how to coach. <laughs> <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not Ricky anyway. What do you think, Badge? Do you think they've sort of got the positions right there? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, look, I tend to agree with you there. He's, we've seen a lot of him on the wing. Uh, and he's a bit raw. And, and those decisions that need to be made in the centres can you know, be really um, crucial to how you go. But see, I like that last tackle of his right at the end. Oh, that yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. When he... When he um, he jammed up and in on uh, was it AJ Brimson? Yeah, wow. it's AJ Brimson. What's yeah. it? What's so it? Anyway, they got out of jail. Well, they'll uh, be pretty excited about it. I, I reckon. But they're they're still a bit off the pace. Well, you can't start like that again and play like that against the uh, the top sides. How do you see Canberra season panning out? Where do you see them ending up? Oh, <laughs> we're three rounds in. Um, if you told me at half time, I would have said they're going to struggle to make the eight. Oh, look, I I, I think they can they can be in the eight. I. I I'm not going to predict they're going to be a top four side like they were a couple of years ago. I think they've still got a there's a fair bit of work to do and some challenges there, you know, with, with their their different halves. Young Snyder seems to um, it, well they've won both games that he's played. He missed last week and they're going to be without Fogarty for Fogarty for most of the year. And now look, there's some challenges there. I, I am a big fan of Tommy Starlings. I think he'll be he'll be um, long term. Their uh, their dummy half. Um, but there's yeah, it's a bit of a work in progress. Um, I'm, look, I'll say inside the eight, and we'll see what happens from there. What about the Titans? They would be incredibly disappointed to have let such a good lead go. Must have been really good early, hey, to get get off to that lead. And I was uh, I called the Titans game last week. Really impressed. A, a lot a lot to like about the Titans. Um, and it sometimes happens. I've been in that situation. I actually had a twenty-two nil lead against Para. Back in the late '80s, and they they ran us down. Sometimes you wow. just once the other side gets on a roll on a, in a comeback, everything seems to go against you. So I imagine the Titans would take some good stuff out of that, and the, the coach Holbrook would be um, pretty filthy that they let it slip. But I, I think that they are really headed in the right direction. They're a, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're going to be a force, probably not this year, but in the next couple of seasons, they'll really give the competition a shake. You're uh, calling the Broncos and Cowboys. What's impressed you about the Broncos' start? Uh, their defence. Yeah, they've got they've got some talent. I mean, they've got some try scoring ability with you know, young Cobbo coming through last year, and 
Um, Katoni Staggs back. He hasn't played a lot of footy. And, you know, he's a real strike player. And those those young blokes in the side uh, are another, you know, another year older. So they, they were very good experienced side. The one that won the Wooden Spoon a couple of years ago and, you know, ordinary again last year. But, um, yeah, I, and I did see a lot better performance last week on the back of that Adam Reynolds steering them around and his composure and they just look like a side that has needed direction. I, I, I you know, no disrespect to anyone that's been in that role, but they really lacked leadership the last couple of years. It just There was just no really strong leader there or the players weren't, weren't following the guys that um, were trying to lead. But I think Adam Reynolds will, you know, really, really fill that hole. Kurt Capewell as well, that experience that he's got in the Premiership winner. Mm. That helped. So um, that's been great. But but honestly, I think they're going to build their season on the back of defence. They haven't allowed too many points, and they're they're pretty stingy in that department. And it's going to Cowboys are going to I think struggle to you know to, to put enough points on them this afternoon. Were the Cowboys good last week, or were the Raiders just really bad? <laughs> a bit of both. Mm. Yeah, a bit of both. And they're, they're hot and cold, aren't they, Canberra? So. Um, yeah, look, Cowboys still a work in progress. Um, I think, like most people, I, I think the Broncos will get up this afternoon. But um, I think, like most people too, I don't think anyone could have six from six in their footy in their tipping this week. This has been a bit of a horror round. So, <laughs> um, but I, you know, if there's a, if I was confident about one game, it would be this afternoon, Broncos and Cowboys. They got some pretty good depth, the Cowboys. I, I was at a game last night where their uh, Mackay Cutters, one of their feeder clubs. Uh, they had Scotty Drinkwater and Dejan Arcee playing and a couple of other players that came back. And, yeah, there's some talent there and some, some, some good players pushing through as well. So um, I think they're probably probably not going to be right down the bottom of the ladder, as was expected by some. Badge, we look forward to it. You're with Mark Braybrook and Scott Sadler. Have a good day. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. You have a good afternoon. Cheers, mate. After the break, we review the Panthers and the Knights. Have a chat with us. Call 1300-01-1170 or you can text 0457-736-736. With thanks to iSuzu, the iSuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time. Welcome back to Crunch Time. You're with Jaleesa Apps, Tim Manor and Nick Youngquest. Join the show anytime by calling 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Brought to you by iSuzu. The iSuzu D-Max is born to live. Now we're going to have a look at the Panthers-Knights game. This was a really interesting game leading in because Origin stars are Nathan Cleary, Liam Martin, Kalen Ponga. And James Fisher-Harris uh, was missing in the match also. But it still looked like the Panthers, they look like the side to beat, Timmy. Yeah, they're, they're the standout at the moment. They're the team that's actually delivering, especially with all those players out. You mentioned how many quality players they had not, not on the field. I think um, yesterday's kind of a bit of a tough one as a measuring stick, though, to measure where both teams are because obviously Newcastle losing Barnett was a big blow. Yeah, And then I think, I reckon Penrith kind of, they felt the accelerator. They kind of, they knew they had the game won, so they didn't go as hard as they would have. I thought yeah, it was right. thirteen on thirteen, so you can't really get too much out of yesterday's game. But the the fact is, they still look sharp. They got the young kids that are coming in. They got a system that works. A lot of a lot of people just slot in and they know what their job is. Well, you got to you got to win games, right? And I think we we touched on uh, depth before. 
and they probably are a team that you know if they, they lose a couple of players, they, they, the the people that step in, you know, um, are, are top quality, yeah. you know, and, and they're probably one of the teams that, that can do that. Yeah. Which goes back to because they've got such a strong uh, side that they recruit from all the country town and country areas. It's it makes a huge difference. But the big talking point out of this game was Mitch Barnett. This was the most bizarre incident. Um, him throwing his his arm and wasn't even really near the ball either, Tim. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I know you're defending it and saying it I'm not. Oh, bad, I know. I'm not defending it at all. He needed to be sent off. He needs to go straight to the judiciary. At, but I found it a bizarre thing because it didn't look aggressive. Like it didn't look like he was out to hurt. Not not that you should get any less for that, but I just found it a bizarre incident. I don't know. I feel like anytime you're lifting your, your elbow to someone's throat, yeah. you're, not, you're, not, you're not not trying to hurt them. It's just reckless yeah. and there's no need, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like you saw the guy's throat at the end of it. it was oh, yeah. It was bruise. horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, Imagine it was uh, Cleary's chin. Yeah, you've yeah, got, got it three metres away. <laughs> well, we've actually got audio from rival coach Ivan Cleary on it. Yeah, I, I just don't know. There was just a, from what I've seen from um, Mitch Barnett, I just seemed like it was out of character. I don't know what, yeah, I'm not sure what, what happened there. It's, but it was, yeah, everyone saw it. So. Oh, I was worried about him. Um, yeah, but once I saw what happened, um, and he was holding his jaw, I was like, yeah, very, very worried. He's, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. It's definitely his, his jaw, but I don't know how. I don't know. Like it's not. We won't, we won't know until he gets an X-ray. But um, like he's not too bad. So it's a grubby incident. He's going to go straight to the judiciary for it. How long do you think he'll be out? I'm going to say four or five weeks. Yeah, that's what yeah. I reckon too. Yeah. yeah. Seems as though they've got rid of all the loading and everything too. So there's none of that. So yeah, I I um. I mean, he cost the Knights the game. That's the really disappointing thing is that they actually fought really hard after that to stay in it. But you could only really hang on for so long. Yeah, I thought the Knights were impressive. Like they, they had a good excuse to throw the towel in as well. But um, I thought after they lost him, it would be you know forty points to ten or something. But they they did really well to hang in there and uh, a lot of good signs for Adam O'Brien. Mm. Uh, yeah, for considering he lost the game, you could actually still leave that game still happy with their effort. Well, we're going to chat a little bit more about that game because there was a lot to come out of it. Uh, but we're going to take a break. Have a chat with us. Call one three hundred zero one eleven seventy or text 0457-736-736. With thanks to iSuzu, the iSuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time. You buy iSuzu, the iSuzu D-Max is born to live. I'm Jaleesa Apps. I'm with Nick Youngquest and Tim Manor today. Socks once again abandoned me playing cricket or something. I don't know. He's probably on a boat on the harbour having the time of his life. Who knows? Um, we're actually going to divert here a little bit away from rugby league to the boxing. Did you watch the boxing? Sunny Bill, Yeah, I did. It Barry was a bit, bit of a non-event, obviously, but we were talking in the break about the uh, the fight before England yeah. and, uh, and um, Paul... A Paul Fleming and Fleming, Jackson, yes. England, yeah. Yeah, incredible fight, you know. So great for Australian boxing. Um, the the main event was a bit of a non-event, so. Yeah, I, I thought Paul Fleming um, was, Paul Showtime Fleming was incredible. Um, 33 years old, he's undefeated in 28 fights. He's fighting a 24-year-old. And he, he's got, I think he's got six kids. I think he's, yeah, he's talking about, like, like, yeah. he's got six kids and he's still, and that's sort of what drives him. He, He's got to get out there. He's got to make money and um, and trains hard. And 
God, that fight was just so good. And then sort of disappointing to follow it up with yeah. the co-main event. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was an amazing fight, the, the fight before the, the main event. But, um, you know, the, the, you know, anyone who gets in the boxing room, I'm sure you agree, um, is oh, yeah. kind of mental. I'm not sure if you've ever thought about doing it. Apparently every, every uh, NRL player is a boxer these days. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I imagine training, like so Barry Hall, you're training for months in your campaign, getting ready for this fight. <laughs> yeah. And you get out there and it's a couple of minutes, done and dusted. Do you think he actually cares or do you think he's just happy to, I've oh, got my money now? No, I, I think someone like Barry Hall actually does care, you know okay. what I mean? I don't, I don't think there's many, there's some people out there that probably wouldn't, but, you know, Barry Hall seems like a pretty yep. a guy with um, with deep morals and, and integrity. I think he's probably probably a bit embarrassed, to be fair. I think he'd be disappointed that he didn't put a show on for everyone. I don't know if he'd care if he lost necessarily, but if he, but I think he'd be disappointed that he didn't last. For sure. Well, he can, he can wipe his tears with those $100 bills he just... <laughs> Did you see, uh, speaking of $100 bills, Gal and um, SBW talking after it? Yeah. Is oh, it going to happen? Oh, no. I don't know. You we'll don't talk think... about it for another couple of years. That'll, that'll be 63 years old. We'll still be talking about it. Exactly. Well, Gal did say that uh, on 100% footy last week, I heard him say that He's gonna. He said he's gonna retire at forty-one, and yeah. he reckons that's when Sonny will say, "Well, I'm ready to go now." Yeah, I'm still waiting for Gal to shout me a beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> plenty as well. All right, well, we're gonna take a break. There's a lot more to talk about, not just in rugby league, but in the world of sport. We'll be back after this. With thanks to Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time. Welcome back to the second hour of Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max, born to live. I'm Jaleesa Apps, I'm with Tim Manor and Nick Youngquest. Coming up this hour, we're going to review Thursday and Friday's games. Panthers are on top of the ladder. What a shock. Um, and today's games, Broncos and Cowboys from Suncourt Stadium. That's coming up straight after Crunch Time with Mark Brable, Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler calling live from Suncorp Stadium. Seagulls and Bulldogs from Four Pines Park in Brookvale. Friday night. Let's have a look at it. Let's divert again. Uh, we're doing a, a little diversion again away from NRL. Timmy, you're looking excited. Oh, no, I just saw a front row in the, in the NRLW game. <laughs> Almost scored the try. I got so excited for her and she got pulled down a metre short. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a great break, great footy. Well, good to know you're listening to me. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just, yeah, front yeah. row was supporting each other. Look at this, look at this. Look at it, straight through. Makes a bait. It's about 40 metres out. Looks around. No one there. Palms off the fullback. Gets towards the try line yeah, and gets dragged down like 30, 30 centimetres short. Oh, oh, yeah. She was close. Could have been HIA on there as well. Yeah, Probably, yeah. 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 Oh, that's, had it all. That's the Titans-Newcastle game. Titan, the Newcastle's leading 6-0 at the moment. You know, the skill level of the, the women's game has increased so mm. much in such a short time. Yeah, yeah. You look at it like a couple of years ago compared to what it is now, the skill level's gone through the roof. They're incredible, yeah. amazing athletes. It's yeah. so good to see. And the, fearless. The game going. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. I don't know. I wouldn't like to play against them. No, they are. Um, I think the thing that's really improved in the last sort of year with the women's game is like just those offloads and that sort of kind of thing. Is that sort of what you're talking levels. I think coaching helps too. Like they've, they're getting you know quality yes. coaching, which helps. They're, they're going put, getting put through um, the right systems as well. So it's on the show. Yeah. Yeah, and it's good. It's going to expand. It's going to go to eight sides next year, and then ten the year after. I don't know. Yeah, I You're don't know happy? about growing that quick. I'd rather them. Abdo's really 
really wary, Andrew Abdo, really wary of not doing it too quick. I think you'll have to have a pretty decent side. Like commercially, I get it. The more yep. you have, the more money you can make. But then we talked about the talent pool with the NRL. Exactly. Even. You, you start spreading the talent too thin. Does that take the quality away from the game? Yes. Does that make it less attractive to watch? Mm-hmm. At the moment, it's it's such a great spectacle and people are enjoying watching it. Um, if you're trying to spread it too thin, all of a sudden it's not that same game. Yeah. It, it's funny to talk to people now that maybe they've watched it when it first was around in 2018 and they haven't watched it this year. And it's really, you got, you like, just watch it just this year because they've sort of judged it when it was first coming out yeah. and then they've written it off. Like I was having a discussion with someone the other day and he said, I can't watch it. So the quality's no good. And I was thinking, how long since you actually have watched it? And he said, I love women's cricket though. I'm not against women's sport. I love yeah. women's cricket. And I said, yeah, but did you watch women's cricket 20 years ago? No, you didn't. It just takes a while. Typical yeah. for a man to say as well, oh, it's not, I'm not against women's sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. We're going to have a look at the AFL though. Friday night was a huge night in sport. Um, Swans beat the Cats. Buddy Franklin kicked his 1,000th career goal. The Sw- Did you watch this, the footage? Of all oh, the yeah. people, yeah, yeah. I mean, what it was hard to miss. What a spectacle! Yeah, and so good to sort that out. You know, before the game, to have to know that the, you know he was going to kick the, the goal in that game more than likely, and yes. then to kind of have the the uh, the break um, between the teams. It was it was incredible to see. You know, you're probably not going to see any other full forward do the same thing. Yeah, the game the game's changed a lot um, with with the way they have gone from the man on man to kind of the. Uh, the, the zonal kind of defence. So it's, uh, it's changed the, the, the way the game's played. So. I love the fact that the AFL and the SCG came out before it and said everyone, anyone who runs on is going to be fined. Did they actually? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, I was yeah, going to no. ask. Cause I, didn't know, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing when you kick it out yeah. of goal, everyone's That's on. So I'm just watching the footage. I'm like, what is going on yeah. here? It was, it was oh, awesome. So I saw it out before. I had no idea. Yeah, it was amazing. So just, yeah, so yeah. they said um, they said warnings from AFL, um, New South Wales Police of heavy yeah. fines if you <laughs> ran on. <laughs> Jeez, we better. are that was they like are making the bank. Had, that was that, that was like leaving the house when you had COVID. Yeah. Obviously, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't you get fined? <laughs> exactly. They uh, yeah, but they said um, you can't do that. Well. They've made a lot of bank if they can track down all those people, pretty yeah. much everyone in the stadium. Um, so the Swans now are trying to get the ball back from the fan that has the, the buddy ball. Well, if the police are going to try to track everyone down, then maybe they can find this guy as well. Yeah. I love it. I saw the footage of him catching it, and I am so happy for him. I am over the... He took a he took a tumble. like He he almost went head first into the concrete from the, sta- from the chairs, and... All he wanted to do was hold that ball in. You hear him say, I got the pill. I got the pill. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um, so, yeah, the Swan's trying to get off him. One, good luck. But two, if they, if they do get off him, he's got to negotiate something. He's Well, he said um, that he was going to give it back. Um, I wouldn't be saying that. I'd be holding firm at the moment. But he posted on his Instagram saying he'll return the ball to Buddy. Saying, And he also, a cryptic, like... Big things coming Tuesday. This reminds me of when you like you're seeing an influencer going, oh "Hey guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. got a big project coming I up." I can't wait to see his Instagram tomorrow. I'll probably be dropping an NFT or some sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, What would you What would you ask for if you had the ball? What would What would your trade be? Oh, I don't know. I probably want the. Um, I probably want Tom Brady's. Uh, Tom <laughs> Brady's uh, last last uh, last ball. 
It'll so be a good swap. Which so is not going to be his last one, but yeah. <laughs> so they've got to track that down. I'm actually not like that. I don't know about you, Timmy. I, don't, I didn't save any of my jerseys when I played. For me, it doesn't really have much significance. Nah, I, I, I I'm just, just hold myself, on to the memories. I'm putting myself in this punter's shoes, and he's got he's got something that they want. <laughs> so if, if if I was him, what I'd be asking for, I would like a statue of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere at the SCG. That doesn't sound like you. you no, 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 I'm putting myself in his shoes. You want a statue. So there's that video of him obviously catching that ball. Yep. I would I would say to the SCG or the Swans, you want this ball back? I want a statue of myself somewhere in this ground. I don't care if it's in the, stupid, in the toilets. I want to know that I'm... I'm Part of history here. Even in the toilets? I don't care where it is. I just, you know, I, I, I caught this ball. I earned it. I'm giving it back to you at the goodness yeah. of my heart. But I would like, <laughs> I to, be, I would like to be remembered. I'd like yeah, to be remembered yeah. for you this moment. You want a statue before Buddy. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> or, yep, exactly. Yes. That's exactly yeah, what that's I want. Or when Buddy does get his statue, I want a plaque mentioning my name or something. I want some recognition here. Yeah. Why, what if the statue was like Buddy and then you next to <laughs> catching yeah. the ball? Yeah, that wouldn't be out of place. Listen, I I'm just, I am just obviously joking, but I think it's actually really cool that he's going to give it back because think about how many people would love to have that yeah. piece of memorabilia. You, and you talk yeah. about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's that situation is really incredible. So someone, yeah, because someone paid so someone much paid money, paid millions for that ball, and now it wasn't his last game yeah. ball. So is it, how does that work? Are you but insured, did, or you allowed to get your money back? Did you see Tom Brady posting during the week like a cryptic message on Instagram as well? I think Coming Tom soon. Brady's a bloody influencer these days, right? Yeah. But it was a, it was a Bitcoin. The ball was actually a Bitcoin, oh. so I don't know if he's going to trade a Bitcoin for him. Oh, who knows what's going to really? happen. Really? Probably. Oh. He, paid, he paid a lot of money for it, though, right? Heaps. 700000 Oh, yeah. Oh, was it? 700K yeah. or something. 700K, then you That's find out it's on your 1.2 million. <laughs> Aussie, right? Nick, you no. said you didn't save things. No, 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 no. No, you're not no. sentimental at no, that? No, I'm not sentimental What about at you, Tim? Nah. I've, really? I've probably got a little, like, box of these with a couple of, like, maybe my, you know, 200th game jersey or, like, a few Keith grand final jersey, a few things that are special. The rest of them... I gave away. Like, you got that many family and friends that yeah. always ask for things. You know, oh, I had that many teams. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very multicultural. You know, did traveling, I reckon traveling though, you kind of, you yeah. probably would just get rid of everything as yeah, well. Yeah, get rid of everything. I think my, old, my old man probably has some stuff saved for me. but um, yeah. I'm so sentimental. I save oh, yeah. so many things. I've got my first, this is so lame, but I don't care. <laughs> You're going to say this? On All here? for the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here we go. I've got my first NRL accreditation because it was such a big thing for me to yeah, work in the NRL. I was like, wow, this is you. like, That's amazing. I never thought I would ever get to work in the NRL and now I'm just waiting for retirement. <laughs> um, you said 60 before, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. no. Nah, look, 35 is the, the dream. There you go. I've just got, go. A bit, I got a bit to do. You're, um, you're on Bitcoin or something for sure. Yeah, I've got um, it. Bitcoin, I'm on sports bet. I'm on them all. Um, <laughs> Same thing. I'm making yeah. NFTs, you know. Uh, yeah, but I'm like super sentimental. So if I was a rugby league player, like I would. I would have had, I would have had so many. Yeah, there's stuff. some people that really, really love it. Like a um, good mate of Ryan O'Hara. Remember Ryan O'Hara? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few he restaurants six... or cafes in Newcastle now. Is no, it? no, no. Ryan O'Hara played for Canberra. He lives in he lives in the U- in the US. Okay, yeah. He, um, he played ah, yes, minutes. I didn't Famously that. played 16 minutes for um, Origin. Just asking, we'll tell you about that. But uh, <laughs> over he lives in Kansas in Wichita. Really, which is a very odd place to live, to be honest with you. Uh, but he has like his old whole man cave over there, so he took all his jerseys and like framed them up all over there. Some people are just different, you know. Yeah. Do you remember Penny Tagibi? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's in Kansas now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's living Penny. in Kansas. Yeah. He Penny. went 
Penny went and went to um, to, to college after playing yeah, at yeah, um, correct. the Tigers, is that correct? Yeah, he went to um, Waco, Texas, wherever yeah, the, the, um, yeah. the college is there. And he was playing playing at, um, American football, That's right? correct, yep. yeah. There you go. Well, let's get back to the <laughs> NRL. <laughs> back to back. Yeah, so, let's <laughs> get back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get back to the um, NRL off the AFL. The Rabbitohs and the Roosters game. We've got a little bit of audio here from the Rabbitohs win. Another set of six has there. Oh, Murray goes straight through. Cam Murray scores. He couldn't believe how it opened up. And it's Cameron Murray putting South on top early. 20 minute tap, seven tackle set. And again, Tedesco involved in a catastrophe. It comes out to Johnston. They're over. A remarkable error. And South Sydney have punished the Roosters. Kiri's delay pass. Manu inside host. What a moment. Joey Manu scores. Oh, and isn't he delighted? Isn't he happy? And then Kiri on the run as the defence retreats. Kiri's still going. Manu, that's not a knock-on yet. It comes away to Paulo anyway. Oh, the ambitious pass. And now Latrell. It's Latrell Mitchell, but is not going to get in. It's Latrell's night. So that was the Rabbitohs win over the Roosters. This game was all billed Latrell and, and Joey Manu. Um, obviously the first time they'd come up against each other since Joey's, um, the tackle that had broken Joey's face. Joey Manu's such a... Mild-mannered, calm person that I never really thought he was going to fire up, but um, maybe we were expecting a little bit more of a fiery game, I think. I, I said no. I got asked about it on radio before the game. I said, I can't see the players caring that much. Really? When in The game's that fast now. The last thing you're thinking about when you're trying to suck in big ones is thinking, oh, this. La- remember last year when he did this and this? You're just yep. trying to get through the game. Uh, and they're just trying to win as well. So at the end of the day, the last thing they're caring about is a little feud. So it was, yeah, so it was Manu had his moment, I guess, when he scored his try. Yeah. But I think when I look at these, when I look at the Roosters, and I've said this a couple of times now this year, I would love to see um, Manu playing 5'8". Really? I think, I think he's, they've got more than enough depth in the, in the, on the edge to fill and replace the centers and wings. Um, you know, Joey Swaley's coming back. They signed Kevin Aguama. Um, they still got Billy Smith there. They got they got Daniel Tupo. What is it about his game that you think would be he'd be better five eight? Oh, he's just such a natural runner. He's, and I think I think he would he prefer to be involved more in the game as well. Like you know, he, he talked about there was potential of him leaving to go play fullback somewhere else last year because he wanted to get more involved. Yeah. Uh, in the centres, I think sometimes he's a bit wasted. Um, and Sam Walker and Luke Curry, I think they're really similar kind of players. They play really similar. Mm. Um, they're both smaller frames, so in defence they can get, be a bit of a target. Yep. Um. I would probably have Sam Walker just for now starting off the bench and then have Manu there playing 5-8 and just complimenting Kiwi really well. I, th- I think it would work, but that's why I'm not a coach, so who knows. Have you told Robbo? Oh, no, I haven't told Robbo. <laughs> He's going to call him after this. I've only said yeah. it six <laughs> times on air, so I'm, I'm hoping he listens to one of them. <laughs> we'll, we'll flick him the audio <laughs> yeah, of this afterwards. It's funny, uh, Manu's – those utility players, you either go sort of you're undervalued a little bit. Like I think Mitch Orbison was always sort of mm. a bit – undervalued but always put the work in whereas Joey Manu he's just so he's the best center in the comp yeah he's the best center in the comp but I just think having him at 5'8 forced him to be more involved and 
I think the Roosters, they're not they're not the same team they were three years ago in terms of they don't have Cooper Cronk there. Yeah. They don't have, you know, there's, there's a few big names that aren't there anymore. And having a senior player like that more involved is, I think, going to be good for the team. Well, Joey scored that try and then he slammed down the ball, which is what you were talking about before. I think that's the most emotion that Joey Manu has in him. He's so mild. <laughs> he's really, I think that's, that's the bit of a charm about him, the, the fact that he's yes. so chilled and mild-mannered. But, yeah, it was good to see him have his moment. And, um, you know, they couldn't win the game, though. I thought, you know, it was a bit of a moment for both of them. He had that moment there, but Lechol got the win as well. So, uh, it's on to the next game. Nick, were you surprised by the results, the Rabbitohs winning? Um, yeah, I was, you know, the, early in the season, the, the first couple of rounds are probably quite disappointing and um, obviously getting Latrell back and well, they played pretty well. Latrell looked pretty tired there at the back end of the game, yeah. probably be, be better for the run. But um, yeah, it was good to see them go well. I was actually watching the game over in Maroubra. So you can imagine the uh, the South fans there were pretty frothing. So Yeah. what? How do you sort of see the two seasons playing out, the Rabbitohs and the Roosters? I think we all sort of tipped the Roosters to be there at the end with the grand final are they still a chance of that, Timmy? Yeah, absolutely. It's around three. It's so early still, so yeah. it's a long road. I saw a few interviews from the players before the season started leading to round one, and one of them was Nat Butcher, a younger guy, but he was talking about Luke Kiwi being back in the team. And he said a few things that made me think. He said, Luke Kiwi knows how to build a season and get ready to play when it matters. Mm-hmm. So even does before they even played one game. So it was always, their mentality in the season isn't about trying to be the best you know, for the first six weeks. It's about being the best last six weeks. And... Um, I've got no doubt they'll, they'll be there again. They're too experienced and they're too um, good not to. And what about the Rabbitohs? They've lost Adam Reynolds, obviously. That was a huge loss. Are they sort of starting to overcome that now? I thought they were really good on the weekend. I thought they were good too. Um, I still think Adam Reynolds is a huge loss. Mm. You know, he, he so much of their space he, that they used to have on the edges came on the back of him. He used to go all the way into the line, throw it back, and give Cody Walker so much space. So um, they'll get there without it. And, and Cameron, um, Cameron Murray's doing a really good job of I guess, replacing that, but yep. um, he'll, he'll still be pretty missed. The one thing that I also find really interesting is Joseph Sawali. So he uh, was injured, so missed out on so much of last year and now is sort of still recovering from that, but it's probably at the point where he could play. But could he could he get back in the side? Um, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think so, yeah. I think... Um, who, do you, who would you let, leave out, though? Um, Is it going to take an injury for, to, for him to who, get back who, in? Who are the centres at the moment? They've got, obviously, jo- Manu. They've got Joey Manu. And was Billy Smith playing centre? Billy Smith, yeah. Billy Smith. I thought Billy Smith was quite good. I like Billy Smith. I, yeah. I'm a big fan of Billy. He's also yeah. coming back from Could you just come back from injury? Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. Like, yeah, well, who are the wingers in? Sorry, it was not Billy Smith. Billy Smith was, was on the wing. Um, no, it was Billy Smith was on the ring. It was Paul Momorowski. Mm. Yes, okay. Hmm. You know what? It's a great headache for them to have. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's a, I go back to the point of they got so many outside backs to choose from. I had so many good outside backs to choose from. So for me, taking Marnie out of there gives them an opportunity to play Swali there. there right. There's my answer. Oh, very yeah. good. You've worked this yeah. all out. Um, well, next up, the Rabbitohs are taking on the Panthers Friday night at Penrith. So that will be an awesome game. This will sort of really sort out where the Panthers are, I think. Yeah, I think... Um, they're sitting nicely at the moment, Panthers. They're, they're flying. Um, but at the start of the year, they just got to hang in there while Cleary's out. But at the, what I'm seeing now is I'm seeing a lot of their senior players really step up. So a lot of the other guys are kind of carrying the load and, and um, standing up when they need to. So the Panthers, while while they think things are looking really nicely, I can't see them losing for the next few weeks. They're, they're just going too nice. Yeah, well, I thought 
Knights was sort of going to be the game that challenged them a bit. And they were challenged um, until uh, Mitch Barnett was sent off and then it was kind of, you know, in the bag for them. Um, just go, looking back at that game, Kurt Mann, did you see the HIA? That was... <laughs> you, have, you have to love, you have to love Kurt Mann's, um, commentary on that. He said he reckons that the bunker went for the wrong head. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a bit of an odd one, isn't it? But, um. Yeah, yeah. I know. It was... <laughs> they got that wrong. <laughs> speaking of Craig Catterick this morning, he's used the orange shirt. He was a guy that was looking after Cameron and took him off the field. And he, he was saying like, with, with all jokes aside, even though it's funny now, but that could have been a costly mistake. Like the, mm. the, they got forced to take him off because they saw him yep. stumble. Not because he got a hit to the head, because they saw him stumble. Yes. So I appreciate that they're trying to look after each other. Yep. But if that was a big player, big moment, and you got to take him for 15 minutes because you're forced to, that could have a drastic result on the, on the game. So, um, and yes, we saw him stumble, but anyone could have seen, like, if you got hit in the jacks, cracks, <laughs> yeah. you're going to stumble as well. Yeah, like exactly. You know. I mean, obviously, we, we want to get those those um, the decisions right, you know. And uh, as you said, it could have been costly error, um, yeah. you know. If, if it's, a, it's a big game, a big moment, you know, think about grand final, 20 minutes to go. Yeah. Um, you're taking kick out off or something, right? Yeah. You know. And it's interesting that you say that because that's the whole point of the doctor in the bunker is that you don't, you're not under pressure to... You, you know, you're taking those players off. It, the team doctor is not under pressure mm. to make that decision. It's now the bunker that's making that decision. But it still obviously needs to be ironed out a bit. But one thing I think people are really confused about, and I saw a lot of this last night with the Kurt Mann commentary, they keep saying, why is the bunker doctor doing the assessment um, when he's not even there? He's not doing the assessment. And everyone needs to understand that. It is still the club doctors that are doing the assessment. Yeah. And so everyone seems to think that the bunker's making a clinical assessment mm. and, it, and they're not. No, it's, that's right. So the, the, the bunkers are there to pick up on any head knocks that they might have missed. Yes. Um, but then when they come off, it's up to the club doctor to, yeah. to make the assessment whether they can go back in the field or not. Yeah. yeah. I think people are still a little bit confused about that. Uh, Nick, as someone that you said you've suffered after the game, um, after retirement, it, do you want to sort of see them take a more conservative approach to this and, and beep really tough on it? Or do you think it's sort of overreached now? I think they're doing the right thing. But as I said, you, they've got to be making the right decisions. You know, you can't have these <clears throat> um, critical kind of calls from the bunker made that could, that could outcome a game, uh, mm. could, you know, affect the outcome of a game. I think like a couple of weeks ago, there was one of the centres came, he, the, the bunker called him off six minutes after the, the head knock. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, how, how, how often are we getting it right and, and what, what impact is it actually having on the results and the outcomes of the game is, is, is important. But as you, as you say, you want to, we do want to make sure that we do the right thing and we, um, you know, all the oversight that we have now is probably hopefully driving better outcomes for, to ensure that we don't miss any of them. But, um, yeah, well, not, at the, not at the effect of costing the outcome of the game. What was your worst <coughs> head knock? I, I don't think it was like any, any specific one that I really remember, um, you know, but it was probably more the... Sub concussive blows you have at training, I reckon, mate. You know, training, after. Yeah, yeah. So the, the inf interesting thing for me is, you know, they have the HIA and all that sort of stuff now. <clears throat> um, lots of oversight in the games, but what what kind of oversight at training do they have? Um, you know, yeah. do, do, like what are we going to go down the route that we need a third party bunker kind of scenario at training? Um, it could, in, in reality, could go there, right? Because you know, for the legal, legal legalities of it um, for for the game yeah. and the consequences for the game for if someone you know sustains head knocks at training and the proper protocols are not um, followed. 
you know, it could be dramatic. It's, it's funny, we were talking the other day about this on the walk, but it's when you have head knocks, when you have them a lot, you just think it's normal and you think that yeah. you know, people understand the feeling and then you realise most of the most of the world doesn't do that. They don't have those head knocks. <laughs> like, like when you explain it to someone, like, oh, you yeah. know, I remember seeing it was all white, I forgot where I was yeah. for a bit and you kind of come to and you're like, okay, yeah, this is where I am. And, most people go, well, what on earth? Like that sounds yeah. ridiculous, but yeah. it's just so normal. Like, oh, that's oh, yeah, I had that head knocking. Exactly right. So it's, it's interesting you talk about the training because it, isn't it in the NFL they actually do look at the training? They've got the that they've got someone there watching the training. I couldn't sure. tell you about the protocols. I'm not sure, but a third party, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, prob- I thought there was some NFL sides that now have a third party there to look at. Probably makes mo- makes sense, you know, yeah. because I think that's where probably you have most of the. Um, the, the, the challenging head knocks um, come from, right? Because, you know, at training, you try and get up. You, you want to try and do everything you can to, to, to get ready for the for the weekend. Um, and we don't have doctor. Oh, I mean, when I was playing, we, we, there wasn't a doctor at training. Is there a doctor at training every uh, day? Not every day, no, no. You know what I mean? No. So uh, what if someone does go, have a, a bad concussion um, at training and there's no doctor? You know, So I don't know whether, whether we do go on the route of having a third party there at, at every session. Yeah. Um, maybe that's too far. Reaching, I'm not sure, but um, you know, we do need to make sure that we're driving the best outcomes for the players. Don't you feel like, as a kid, I've never played professional sport, but as a kid, don't you feel like you just got knocked out all the time? Like I used to just do stuff <laughs> that knocked me out. Really? Oh, riding my bike, yeah. and I just, I just do stupid things. Playing PlayStation. And <laughs> 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 no, I, I remember. That's what they like, do these days. Yeah. I, fell, I fell off my, I fell onto my uh, iPad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'd absolutely fang it on my bike and constantly hit trees. Yeah, and stuff. for sure. Really? Me too. I used yeah, to ride yeah, my yeah. skateboard off like. Um, off, off tables and stuff outside. Oh, I've like, yeah. done the skateboard. Yeah, stack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember last year or the year before, I went to a um, presser w- uh, with David Warner and it was at the airport and I absolutely nailed myself and smashed my head and got up and I cut my <laughs> I'm leg. i sure why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. That's why. Um, I cut my leg really badly and I sort of went and did the interview and my leg was absolutely bleeding everywhere. It was awful. Um and I went and wrote the script afterwards and nothing made sense. Like mm. I was just using weird cricket mm. terms in weird spots and whatever. Anyway, the next day I thought, geez, this leg's looking pretty bad. Like it's got a, I need stitches. Anyway, so I went to the doctor and she's like, I'm not worried about your leg. Something You're concussed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, and I was, and she was so, I was so surprised at like, she was like, you need to sit in the dark room and you need to yeah. not have stimulus. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we do have to make sure that we're doing the right thing by the players. You know, there's a young kid in uh, in the UK from from Leeds who was the, the, the captain of Leeds, um, Stevie Ward. Um, he, he, the way he describes it to me, he's pretty much had a, a migraine for the last two years. Wow. He's um, he's in New York City at the moment sourcing some some alternative treatment. He's been to Mexico. Has he got kids? Um, he doesn't, know. Maybe, maybe it was just the kids. Probably luckily, right? But like <laughs> wow. he, he explains like sometimes, um, you know, not being able to leave the house, having to sit inside with the, the, the shades drawn and like blankets over his head <laughs> because wow. he's so sensitive to yeah, light, so sensitive food. to noise. Um, so, yeah, you know, the, the the effects can be dramatic. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think we touched on before, the kind of the silent ones are the ones that are the, the, the hardest ones, you know. Mm. Yep. Um, you see some of these people speaking about their, their experience of con- con- concussion, uh, not understanding why they're so excessive, not understanding why they lose their temper um, at, at really innocuous and weird things, um, drinking too many beers. I'm not sure if I said that, but, you know, like <clears throat> these, these are some of the, the consequences that mm. can be uh, long-term and, and, and people can really find challenging. Well, we have to take a break. We will be back to wrap up the rest of the NRL series after this. 
with thanks to Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time. Welcome back to Crunch Time. You're with Jaleesa Abs, Tim Manor and Nick Youngquest. You can join the show at any time by calling one 300 or text 0457 736 736. The Warriors 16 defeat the Tigers 12. The Tigers suffer their third straight defeat to start 2022 and only 6,000 fans out at Campbelltown. What were your thoughts on the performance, Tim? Um, it, it was an ugly night. It was The game wasn't a pretty game. Both sides weren't weren't really playing some great footy. Um, Tigers had their chances, you know, like Warriors lost a player with about 10 minutes to go and Tigers had you know, a few opportunities to really, I guess, clinch the game. But uh, Warriors did a good job to hang on. Um, but if you ask me what I thought of the game, I just thought it was just an ugly dour effect. Dour, that's the word. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I think probably, you know, the, the, the Tigers are obviously struggling. I think probably go t- we touched on depth before, something they probably struggle with a little bit. Um, you know, and Maguire wasn't happy that they they didn't send that um, uh, up to the to the bunker mm. um, for the, for that no trial. Um, the Leilua. The, the, sorry, the call. Yeah, mm. um, but the, you know the reality is <clears throat> you got to you know you, you got to be better than that anyway. You're, yeah, games, you know, I don't I don't think the solution is changing coach. I think that's probably the worst thing they can do. Mm. Um, I only I only say that because the playing roster isn't where it needs to be. It's a it's not a great it's not a strong roster. And you can get the best coach in the world to come in there. And if you don't have the cattle, you're just going to keep having the same results. I guess the argument that gets made, though, is that are they having trouble attracting players? Because of the coach? Yeah. Because of the coach? I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that that's true, but that's the argument that's sort of out there. Um, I think they're having trouble attracting players because they're not winning games. Mm. Um, so it's kind of a bit of a chicken or the egg one. Like, is it because of the coach or is the coach not winning games because of the players? But mm. either way, I think... Um, the clubs next year they've got Api Carousel coming, they've got Azai Papali coming. Yep. So they got they got this light down in the tunnel. Um but I just don't know if they're gonna get any of that this year. You're right, the roster isn't sort of where you'd wanna have it and it it's tough for them. Let's just listen to Michael Maguire um talk about the Tigers season. Yep, I thought uh, our intent to the way we went about things was um it was there. You know, I, I can say well, I had a committed team. Uh, yeah, I've got a, a group down there that's hurting a fair bit at the moment uh, because the amount of work that they're putting in, they're not getting the rewards for it. But I do know if they uh, continually start the things that we're doing, um, you know, the boys will start getting the right results. And He must just be so sick of saying, because I honestly am so sick of going out to have to interview Michael McGuire because <laughs> there's just nothing. I'm just, another week, Michael, like, how, how are we going? Like, you know, it's just a, it, the feeling there is, pretty grim around and I guess you talked earlier a bit um Tim about momentum mm. do you feel like if they could just string two together they might be able to string five yeah I think that they just need to get some confidence and some belief so winning a game will help like they had Melbourne on the ropes round one mm. and I just don't have that confidence and belief to get the job yeah. done whereas yeah. Melbourne have that and yes. Melbourne even though they should have lost yeah. Melbourne's like no we know how to win we can win yeah. um I just think that they need a, they need something to just to give them a bit of a breath of fresh air at the moment it just feels like a dark cloud's yeah. over them. They just don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. Whether whether Michael Maguire is the right coach or not, I think the playing group has to take a little bit of accountability as well. You know, yeah. um, it's it's easy to blame the coach, and yeah. uh, we've been talking about this for years now um, with with the West Tigers. Um, it's, it comes down to the playing group at some point, and um, you know, to stand up it, and take some accountability. Now, the playing group, the the board, the CEO, yes. 
it's so easy for them to change coach. That's the easy solution. Yeah. You change a coach. And you look like you're doing something. Yeah. We and bo- you buy yourself we, two we, more yeah, years. We buy ourselves time and space. We keep our jobs. Everyone, yeah. players don't have that accountability on for, for the next, you know, six months while yeah. the coach is gone. It's, it's an easy solution. So it's, the, the sad reality is that I can probably see that they might want to do that, but that's not the answer. What did you make during the week earlier of the pokies? Oh, I asked about this on Fox on Tuesday night and I said my piece. But I, I, if you want to do a story on pokies, you can do that any week of the year. You can go to any hotel that, yeah. uh, that teams are playing at and you'll find a couple of blokes on the pokies the night before. It's... They weren't. They weren't drinking. They weren't. Doing, they were. I don't. I'm not a big fan of pokies, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of players that yep. actually play it. I just think that whenever teams struggling, it's the the first story that comes out is a pokies. Parra it went, is funny, yeah. Power went through a few years ago. Broncos went through it a few years ago. When you're struggling, well, the Broncos they were there very late. Were they? Okay. And then they got flogged. Against Power as well, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just a, it's just an easy story to go to. But if they were winning games, I guarantee you that's not a story. They yeah, will never exactly. make the paper. Exactly. I mean, yeah. playing the pokies is a mugs game anyway, but, you know, it's not It's not what's um, hurting them on the weekends, is it really? You no. agree so that, that it was a bit of a nothing story? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think the only thing that I thought about it was maybe, sort of going back to what you were saying, Tim, it's really easy to change your coach. Are you sitting there as a player knowing that you won't get changed? Do you know what I mean? So maybe... Well, you, Sorry. Like, yeah. you know that that's going to be a story. Whether it's right or wrong, I agree with you. Like, it's pokies, like, whatever. Um, they weren't really doing anything wrong. But you know someone's going to write about it if they see you. Do you, Is it just, you know, when it's not your job on the line, it's more the coach's yeah. job's on the line? Is it a bit disrespectful? Well, you just touched on it before. It is disrespectful, yeah, I do think that. You touched on it before, though, that there's not, they're struggling to attract players. So the players that are there now, they don't have a lot of pressure on them, a lot of people breathing down their neck. they got their position in the team. Yeah. They know that whether they win or lose this weekend, they're going to be in a team again again next week yeah. because there's no one really putting, the pre- right. there's no one's putting pressure on them. Yeah. So, like I said, it, they, they're knowing they're not on the firing line. They're knowing that if they're losing games, they're next on the chopping block. It's yes. a coach. So it's it's a shame when – it's disrespectful. That's what it is, yeah. That's what I thought. It was, it was sort of – the story in itself is nothing, but when you know someone's going to write about it, maybe you just lay low a bit. I, I genuinely think that they – They just wouldn't have thought. They thought no one would write about yeah. it. They just would have been selfish, thinking that, you know what, well, I'm just going to – not this isn't a big deal. Not, not thought about the fact that it could be written about. I don't think that would be on their mind at all. Yeah, fair enough. After the break, the Sharks' impressive win in Wollongong. We delve into the early days of Nick Youngquist at the Sharks <laughs> and the Dragons. Yes. Looking forward to that. This is Crunch Time. Thanks to I Suzu. Back after the break. With thanks to Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time. Welcome back to Sunday Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max, born to live. You're with Jaleesa Abs, Tim Menner and Nick Youngquist. Coming up after Crunch Time, coverage of the Broncos and Cowboys live from Suncorp Stadium. But now we're going to talk about the Nick Youngquist Cup. <laughs> the Sharks. How embarrassing. The Sharks. Because he played for both the Sharks and the Dragons. Yes, and the Sharks, yes. 36, <laughs> defeat the Dragons, 12. What did you make of this, Nick? There wasn't many clubs I didn't play for, but um, yeah, <laughs> Nick Youngquist got That's pretty embarrassing. I thought the Sharks were great. Um, it's uh, I really liked um, the way that Matt Moylan started the season as well. Yeah. I think he's um, started with a lot of confidence, you know, mm. going to the line last week and, uh, and for, for the the match winner and then, um, you know, playing well again uh, on Thursday night, was it? Yeah, Thursday mm-hmm. night. Um, I think 
Craig Fitzgibbon's obviously instilled like a, a lot of uh, resilience in their defence, um, and uh, you mate, they're playing really well. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Fitzy and what he's doing to that Amazing. club. Um, he's had that like everyone's waited for him to coach. He's had that um, targeting for a while that he's yeah. a good coach when he gets a chance, but he's been doing a great job. Uh, I'm a big fan of what Nico Hines and mm. Fanuka are doing to that place. I feel like they've brought some like a winning culture, sure. uh, and they just they just got such classy touches. Like the way their their involvement's on that team. Um, making a really good impact. And um, Nico Hines, I think he'll be the, the buy of the year so far. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's um, have a listen to the best of Toby Rudolph post-match interview with Channel 9. He never disappoints. Toby, it's JT, mate. Congratulations on the win. Tell me about what uh, Nico Hines, Cameron McGuinness, and uh, the your captain there. Sorry, I just had a mind blank. Dale Fanukin's brought, brought to the club. Sorry. Yeah, those three yeah. boys. Um, Nico's been unreal. He just brings a high work ethic, uh, brings a lot of sort of class to his game. You can see he's a very elusive mover and um, just an all-around good bloke. And Dale and uh, Dale and Cam bring one simple thing: they're both psychopaths uh, at training, <laughs> on the field, off the field. They're just relentless with their work. And um, you know, when they're sort of carrying the ball in training, I try to get out of the way because it's a Monday morning. I'm not too keen. I'm pretty sore from the game before, but they just don't care. So uh, just a really high, high level of professionalism from both those guys and all three of them, really. Toby, the commentators were saying you're looking like a team that could actually push for the premiership this year. Then suddenly Gal was telling us off air he's considering a comeback. You got any room left in the cat? <laughs> yeah, look, um, I think Gal should just stop being a cat and fight Sonny Bill already, to be honest. Stop <laughs> 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 the footy, mate. Get in the boxing ring, eh? <laughs> Jesus, a bit to unpack there. First of all, JT, um, forgetting the name, I've done that many a time and you just you're sitting there and you're like what this bloke's name you know the that one you know and so um sympathy to jt there but um interesting that he said um that cam mckinnis is i think he said a psychopath was that the word that he used um because it was ronaldo molotalo actually said to me a couple of weeks back he, he said the same thing i said oh you're giving it to Cam mckinnis now that he he was a bit injured because cam mckinnis knocked a screw out of uh, Malatalo's mouth during um, the Christmas break and he had to have more surgery. And I said, oh, are you sort of getting it back on him now? He goes, no way. He goes, he's terrifying <laughs> at training. So, um, but they're just sort of bringing that professionalism. Nick, um, what, which club did you prefer playing for? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> that's a deep question. Uh, no, you know, I was obviously a local junior at Cronulla, so it was uh, obviously a childhood dream to play for the Sharks. Um, but I, I, I have memories of playing for the Dragons in 2005. Oh, the team was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. They, prob- they probably should have run the comp that year, to yeah. be honest with you. Was, you know, Mark Gaznia, Matt Cooper, Trent Barrett. Um, it, it was it, it was a really, really cool team to play for. I didn't play too many games at both clubs, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, being a local junior at Cronulla was pretty uh, pretty special to, to to play for the local team. I didn't score any tries. We're talking about how many tries you scored in your career. I didn't score any tries um, when I played for the Sharks in first grade, so it was quite disappointing. But, um, yeah. It was a good experience. They do look like they're a team that um, could do a bit this year, Tim. I think maybe we thought it would take a couple of years, but maybe it's going to be this year. Yeah, oh, winning comps a big call from yeah. But I think I think they're potentially a top four side. They can they can crack the floor. Um, they're a good balance. I still think that they just have a bit of a young um, inexperience about them as well. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go throughout the year, but there's no reason why they can't have a, a cracker year and, and finish in the top four. 
All right. Well, uh, we have to take a break, but we've got more footy coming up after this and a couple of other sports too. It's brought to you by Isuzu, the D-Max Born to Live. With thanks to Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Time now for a Dabble update. Joining me now is Josh. Josh, how are you? Yeah, doing really well, Jaleesa. I know you must be wrapped with the Raiders win last night. Uh, you know what? And I almost turned it off. I just thought, oh, I'll watch oh. the rest of this for work. But um, <laughs> yeah. I was just so filthy at the start of it that I almost turned it off. But that's a lesson to young players. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> how never, was give yes- never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Don't give up on your side. Don't be like me. Um, uh. How was yesterday's multi? Yeah, look, uh, no luck for the Crunch Time team yesterday, or Stats for that matter, but, you know, you're, you're gathering some followers. Um, there was one guy in the banter channels, he shared his two-leg multi that was paying $35, and a couple of dabblers jumped on that. So a couple of dabblers having a win yesterday, which is great to see. What about today's tips? What have you got for me? Yeah, right. So the Crunch Time team's gone with Brisbane Broncos, 1-12, to 12, and then the Bulldogs over Manly. What do you reckon about that? That's a, that's a big call. Now, funny you say that because I did the exact same thing and everyone's yeah. calling me mad, but I don't care. I, I like no. the madness. Um, but yeah. I, I agree. I think they might, they could, uh, I like the look of the Bulldogs lately. I like Matt Burton, what he's doing. I think they're looking pretty good. Yeah, nice one. And of course, you can follow that bet by jumping on to Dabble. Download the Dabble app. Uh, go on, have a Dabble. Dabble responsibly and gamble responsibly. Enjoying Crunch Time banter? Check out Dabble banter channels and copy Crunch Time bets. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max. Born to live, you're with Tim Manor, Nick Youngquest and Jaleesa Apps. Did you watch at all the Socceroos um, and Japan game? I'm going to forgive you if you didn't because there was an NRL game going on at the same time. Yeah, no, I saw a bit of the highlights, but no, I didn't watch the game. Well, the Socceroos went down. They lost 2-0 to Japan. This was really crucial uh, to get into the World Cup for direct qualification. So basically in our group, there's um, Japan, Saudi Arabia, and then us, and now Saudi Ar- Saudi Arabia and Japan are straight through. We needed to win that to have any chance. When we go to Saudi Arabia on Wednesday, it's now dead rubber. Now it's going to get really hard. So Matt Ryan was really good. They only scored um, too late in the game. Matt Ryan, the goalkeeper, was incredible. He kept them out of there for a while. But Staunch, uh, staunch Eels fan as well, Matty Ryan. Yeah, is he is really? Yeah. Matty, yeah. Did he, are you a friend? Is his uh, name dropped? Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, he, um, Let's get him on the phone. I've hosted him a few times at, uh, at a game, but he's, um, yeah, he, he knows his stuff with footy. Is he, where's he from? I can't remember. From Western Sydney, I think. I'd say so, yeah. Well. I just made that up, but yeah. yeah. I mean. It's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Um, the, the Australian football has kind of lost its excitement, you know. We had those in the early 2000s, the, all of the the success and the Timmy Kales and stuff like that. Now, you know, I was at the pub 
watching Cronulla play yeah. Yeah. on Thursday and like they you know obviously all the big screens had the the um the Sharks playing it was in the Shire. Yeah. Um but the football, you know, like a, a an important game like that to get into the World Cup was on a tiny little screen like really? right in the corner, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember back, you know, early 2000s where it, it would be a full on thing, you know. I just remember um, right. Yeah, I I caught a train to the city at like 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah, watched yeah. a Australian Japan game or something. Like I remember yeah. it was um it was a big buzz. Yeah. There was people like celebrating exactly. and yeah, it doesn't didn't have that same build up this time. No. Yeah. Well, no. You, you, you could be forgiven for even knowing it was on. Yeah. Honest with you, if you, you know. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. I'll forgive you then. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, you're right. It is a bit. And I guess also there's other sports that have gone the same way too, isn't there? Like rugby. I remember back mm. when I was sort of, What's that? I say 10 years. <laughs> exactly. Well, Joey like, Mitchell was in here before, so yeah. Yeah, we should have kept be, him Must in. be still going. <laughs> <laughs> but like when I was sort of nine, 10 years old, I think like everyone followed the Wallabies and mm. now they've sort of, I don't know why, we've just sort of lost interest into our national sides. But um, by the way, Matt Ryan is was born in Plumpton. Um, Where's that? Yeah. Western Sydney. Western Sydney, yeah. 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 Uh, so we now go to Saudi Arabia on Wednesday um, to play, but again, that is a dead rubber. Now it gets really difficult to qualify. Yeah. So we have to play the third place in Group A, which is either UAE, Iraq, or Lebanon. Yeah. Then. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> and then we play fifth place South American side. There is no easy South American side. No. That'll either be Peru, Colombia, or Chile. I mean, we're going to struggle against any of those teams, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, to give us a little bit of hope, Italy were knocked out of this and won't make their second World Cup in a row by North Macedonia for the second consecutive time. That go. is a huge upset. Too much, too much pasta and pizza. <laughs> We've been denied playoffs before. We've gone to three World Cups this way. I still believe in them. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It's it's not great for Australian football. Um, the W League, actually, the final we should mention is today, the Sydney FC take on Melbourne victory. Uh, and the A-League, this was an interesting story I just want to quickly mention. Friday night, Newcastle Jets beat Sydney FC 2-0. It was a 17-year-old Archie Goodwin who scored both the goals uh, because COVID kept out several staff and players. So Newcastle Jets didn't even want to play this game because they were that riddled by COVID. They had to play all these players that had never played before. They beat the... Sydney FC 2-0. Wow. We'll be back after this. With thanks to iSuzu, the iSuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. We're heading into the last hour of the show. It's brought to you by iSuzu. The iSuzu D-Max is born to live. You're with Jaleesa Apps. Nick Youngquest and Tim Manor. Have you enjoyed the show? It's been great. Had a ball. I've had a ball. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Do, any, do Sunday any differently. Is this another <laughs> thing you're going to start doing, Nick? You're going to start, you're just going to adding another string to your bow? You've oh, got well, that I'll many see, things. I'll see if I'm invited back. He's, oh, he's too pretty for radio. He's too pretty. <laughs> yeah, not like uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what are you saying, Tim? Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> No, but radio is good because you can, you can. We can come in looking a bit like trash, can't we? No, but you're for the listeners. You're you're done up today. You're, oh, thanks, you're, thanks, yeah, Tim. I really lines. appreciate that. I'm still in pajamas. Well, as we said, um, Jury Mitchell was in here before. It looked like he just got out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. That's what Jury's yeah. like. That was his birthday yesterday. too. happy birthday, Jury. Oh, was for it? Listening. How how old would Drew be now? He was a year younger than me. I reckon, thirty eight, thirty seven. Right. I could be wrong, but. 
We're going to talk to Nathan Brown. Do we have him on the line now? We have, we've, we have actually. We've got Nathan Brown after that incredible win, um, the Storm uh, losing to the Eels. Nathan, how are you? Good. How are you going? I'm good. What an incredible finish that game was. Yeah, it was um, yeah, a bit exciting. Um, but, yeah, it's good to good to get the two points down in Melbourne. It's a tough road trip, so... It was, um, yeah, very pleasing to come away with two points. It made it hard for ourselves, but, yeah, we got that in, which is uh, very, very good. Uh, did you celebrate in Melbourne? I'm always interested in the post-match celebrations. Post-match? <laughs> nah, nah, not really. We had um, just a few beers uh, in the sheds after the game and then, um, yeah, just went back to the hotel and, and chilled pretty much, um, just switching our focus on to, to next week. Uh, Nathan, it's Timmy Manor here. A uh, big fan of yours, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, mate. Hey, mate. Yeah. Uh, can you just You're supposed us... to say likewise, Timmy. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. He's, he hasn't, hasn't learned that yet. <laughs> hey, um, how many? How much time did you spend this week practicing that that last uh, play? That field goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, no. that hit the post. It was all part of the plan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we um, we uh, you know, purposely made Stony. Yeah. Playing the centres, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> so you can get, get the match winner because you know how much Stony uh, loves the match winners. So yeah, 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 we put him in there at the start of the week. Genius, uh, yeah, it was all planned. Genius, and how how is the same man? Is he um, he's got scans yet or? Um, yeah, I think he's going today or tomorrow. But yeah, he's um, he's in a bit of pain, so uh. um, fingers crossed, um, it's all good. But um, yeah, it's if you know if he does if it is serious, we'll. Uh, yeah, truly miss uh, the big stone dog. He's um, yeah, a player that everyone loves playing with, and uh, you know you just seen what he what he's capable of last night, um, coming up with those two crucial moments and those yeah two two tries. What was his um, what was his mood like after the game? Was he elated to have saved the game for you, or was it the injury that just took over? Like what? It's sort of a bit of a bittersweet moment, isn't it? Yeah, no, Stoney's all about the um all about the team first and um, you know, that's why we love that's why we love him and um, you know, he was just really excited to um, you know, get get the get the win for the boys. So um, you know, we all yeah, we all love um the stay man and um, you know, especially playing with him is um you know, that doesn't let you down and doesn't let the team down and has a first you know, team first uh, mentality. Nate, just on your own personal game, um you know, you got some pretty serious injuries last year and then you had to do some surgeries in the off-season. Uh, you only really came back to training just before the season started, uh, missed the trial game, played reserve grade round one, played off the bench round two and then started yesterday. And your your, your progress every week just is, is just obvious getting better and better. Uh, I thought yesterday was probably your best game of the year so far, even though it's only round three. But how did you feel? I thought um, you, know, you were starting to find some real strides with your, with your carries as well. How did you feel out there yesterday? Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought better as the game got along, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, that first half, we kind of made it hard for ourselves, you know. we um, I think they had, you know, that first 20 minutes, had about 65% uh, possession. And, um, yeah, it felt like we were just defending all the time. And, uh, you know, we were giving away silly penalties, which, you know, gave the Storm, uh, you know, some leg-ups. And you, you can't get a side like that, um, any leg-ups. And, yeah, it was a bit hard to start. But, yeah, I thought... Um, Thought as the game got longer, um, yeah, I kind of got into the groove a bit more, and um, yeah, just just kept 
playing footy, to be honest. Yeah, I was, I was sorry, I was tired watching that first twenty minutes because it's just I could, I could just imagine how hard it would have been the middle for you guys because they came out, they came out out of the block so hard and they threw everything at you guys. What was it like on the field? What was the talk like to get you guys back in the arm wrestle? Because you guys did an incredible job to go from being under the pump that first twin twenty minutes to scoring your own try and then taking control of the game again. That that arm wrestle was um was pretty intense at the start, but you guys did a great job. What was it like out there when you started to feel the momentum to shift? Yeah, that was you know, that's one of our, our kind of strengths uh we've been working on throughout our preseason. Um, you know, we we've got a um, you know, our mentality in defence is just to keep turning up for each other and um just go set for set um against the opposition and um, you know, I thought I thought we'd done that. Uh, although we, you know, gave him some silly penalties, we we defended a couple of them, and um, you know, we just yeah, we just been um, you know, we had that mentality since the start of preseason. You know, the boys have been working on that the whole preseason, and um, yeah, it was you know, it worked um, last night. But yeah, we got to learn from it just to not make it not make it that hard for ourselves because um, you know what you can get away. with it a couple of times, but if you do it week in, week out, then it will be uh, very hard to, to get a couple, or get away with the wins. Brownie, did Brad Arthur crack a smile? <laughs> yeah, he uh, yes or no. He, um, he sort of said... Um, it's a half you know, smile, was bit, it? Yeah, a bit of a half smile. He, he obviously said that, you know, um, getting the two points down in Melbourne's not easy, so um, to come away, come away with that, he was pleased, but he wasn't really pleased the way we, um, you know, I guess controlled the game that last, you know, 15, uh, 10 minutes, sorry. And, um, yeah, it's definitely uh, something we've got to work on because, you know, it didn't work against the Sharks last week and we were lucky to come away with it this week. So, um, I guess, you know, we've got to learn from both both of those games. And, um, yeah, don't, like I said before, don't make it so hard for each other because... Um, yeah, it's not easy week in, week out. Brownie, uh, we got uh, Nick Youngquist in the studio today. Uh, Younger, you went on to have a flourishing uh, modelling career post-football in overseas in New York, travelling the world as a face of Invictus. Um, hey, I know you tend to like um, your selfies as well, and, and you consider yourself... you got, you got a few... you got your pouts. I've noticed your pouts as well a lot on Instagram. Oh, is do, he, I'm going to look up his Instagram. Do you have any tips for... For Nathan, uh, for sorry, for Nick Youngquist, on what he can do to help you know better his modelling career. Um, yeah, to be honest, I don't know if he can, if he's got Snapchat, just try with a couple of Snapchat filters. <laughs> <laughs> all over, Brandon, all over. Uh, I like Snapchat. I like Snapchat. I've got couple of Snapchat filters. I've got to make my eyes look a bit, little bit bluer, and just. You got nice eyes. You do have nice eyes, eyes mate. That, that Italian uh, skin with those with those eyes. <laughs> yeah. What filter are we yeah, talking but, about? Help a sister out. Nah, I don't, nah I'm, just, I'm just scrolling through the Snapchats, just, just seeing what looks the best, to be honest. In all, in all, in all seriousness, guys, the amount of times I've seen Vianney <laughs> doing, like, just the, the selfie, <laughs> the camera out. Yeah, so high angle. High, high angle. angle. Which, is yeah. which is interesting, because on his Insta, I'm just looking up nah, your Insta. No, nah, right no, his, his Insta's been, it's been... Uh, Cold. Down. Yeah, it's been cold. Yeah. It's a there's a it's a very PR Insta. Yeah, it's so a lot of playing shots. Should see Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Snapchat. Yeah. Snapchat. Yeah. yeah. So where are all your selfies going, Brownie? Yeah. Uh, On the fridge. Yeah. Snapchat. Just Snapchat. Yeah. Mate, um, it, I can it, see Italy. I can see screenshots of them. Italy have missed out <laughs> on the uh, soccer World Cup, mate. It has a it has a nonna, and everyone ups, are they upset about that, or are they unaware? Yeah, nah, nah, pretty filthy to be honest. So, um, 
I don't think I'm going to watch it. I'm a bit biased. I'm not going to watch it all the time. I'm not even interested. I'm not even going to go for any other country or not. So. How good is Timmy um, talking about like he knows about soccer? He only found out that yeah, he made it about five minutes ago. <laughs> I, literally, I literally told him on air about 15 minutes ago. Well, well hey, last time I heard Lebanon is still on the fire as well. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going further than Italy. I think all the, all the Italians back home um, and around the world will be, you know, they won't be too disappointed to be honest, because then we've got the Rugby League World Cup this year, so I think they'll be. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Hey. You just got all your fan base yeah. now. No, no distractions. Yeah. Will you be playing yeah, for that? Will they... you be playing Italy? For Italy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be playing for the yeah, I'll put my hand up. Yeah, 100%. Who's the coach of the Cup? Cubs, right? Other coach? No. Um, no, it's Leo. Leo, the coach. He coaches um, in the West, West uh, Lower Grades. Yeah, awesome. Hey, just uh, looking yeah, he's at a proud Italian. just looking at next week, uh, Brownie. You've got the Dragons. They um, went down to the Sharks, but they're playing pretty well at the moment. Have you? I suppose you wouldn't have done much work on them yet. So you're fresh off a win. Yeah, no, we we know that every time we play the Dragons, it's going to be a physical physical encounter. Um, you know, they played we played them last year, and they um, they bashed us up, to be honest. So yeah, we know every time. You know, you versus the Dragons, they're going to be very physical. They're going to come out of the blocks uh, with a lot of intent and, and aggression. So, yeah, it's definitely, um, definitely, well, we definitely got to be on our game um, on Sunday. You know, we've got to rest up in a couple of days and then go into training and, uh, yeah, prepare for a physical match. Because, yeah, they have been playing. Um, they haven't been winning. Oh, they only, well, they've only been losing by um, not that much in the, like, against the Panthers. And then, um, yeah, they'll be unlucky against. Uh, the Sharks, so uh, yeah, we've got to be on. Um, yeah, we've got to come up with a, a turn up with the right attitude on uh, Sunday. Just on that, Tim and I were talking about this. I think we were talking about it off air. Our best chats happen off, off air. And then, then we <laughs> we're said, gold. Yeah, we're gold off air. Uh, but we were talking about um, players watching footy. Do you watch much footy when you're while you're playing or no? Yeah, I watch. Uh, yeah, I watch a couple of games, few games to be honest. Um, just depends on what I'm doing. If I'm yeah, my home or um, you know, I'll, I'll switch switch the um, switch it on to the footy. And yeah, I like I enjoy watching. I love footy, so yeah, I don't mind um, flicking through and, and watching a few games. Do you watch any other sport? Uh, um, NBA a little bit, but um, no, nah, not that much. Hey, what Pick about a bit, but, yeah. what about your mate um, Pat Cummins and? Because um, I, I don't know, you you would know Tim about Brownie's cricket oh, career. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Hang out with Brownie for about three minutes and you hear all about it. <laughs> Brownie, well, Nick, I'm, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Nick, I'm not sure if if uh, if you know, but Brownie, did you play with Stark and Cummins or was it just Stark? Um, yeah, Stark. Come on, rattle off the resume. <laughs> you you've got it. What did what did you do? Um, yeah, f- yeah, a few big names, but I don't know. Do we have a couple of minutes for me to explain it? Or? Uh, yeah, well, mate, we've mate. got all we've the got, time in the world for you. Yours. We're all yours. <laughs> we've, cleared, we've cleared the schedule. <laughs> we've told the sponsors, sorry, no ads today. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, I played with uh, Starkey and Cummins, so it's good to actually, uh, you know, chuck it, on the, chuck it on the cricket and watch, watch those boys, uh, you know, play for, play for their country. Obviously, uh, Paddy's uh, the captain, so 
Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's enjoyable, more enjoyable when I when I guess when you used to play cricket those guys, and now seeing them, you know, play for Australian stuff, it's uh, yeah, it's awesome to watch. What, what could have been? I know, yeah. <laughs> I know you're probably getting up early for training and that kind of thing, but did you see any of the them against Pakistan? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it quite a bit actually. Um, a lot of um, a lot of runs scored, so it was a bit of a um, yeah, a bit of a. I guess high scoring, high scoring game. So um, I guess they're not that interesting once you know once Australia gets 500 or de- and they declare 400 and they declare it's not all that interesting. <laughs> it's all that interesting. But when they when they play down in Australia and stuff, bit of uh, you know harder conditions. Um, you know it's it's a bit more exciting to watch. Yeah, but Aussies are just too good. Sorry, mate. Just last question before we let you go. Um, yeah, we mentioned your Instagram. I'm just, I'm just on here, a quick flick through. And your last post is a photo of uh, of your girlfriend, which is now official on Insta. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a mathematician, but I'm doing some maths now. You're a good 5 out of 10. She's a good 9.5, close to 10 out of 10. Um, Very can you, beautiful. Can you explain to us how, how that happened? Uh, I, think you got, I, think you, I think you got it mixed up. I think she's a father. Oh, oh, come on. Please. Mate, your Instagram's on public. We can all check this. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever you did, mate, you, uh, not, well done. I'm not, just, I'm, not just a, I'm not just a pretty face to anybody. You know? I've, got, I've got a bit of swagger about me. That just... That's what me yeah, and Youngie always say. He was a batsman in cricket because he's batting. Yeah, it's good. Well done. That's good. <laughs> Sorry, Brownie. We didn't bring you on to sledge you. <laughs> yes, we did. How's the kid? He looks amazing in that picture as well. Yeah, he's looking good, isn't he? There you go. Hey, you got some. Yeah, you, you just got a rap from one of the world's greatest models. So there One of the world's greatest models <laughs> just Nick, said that you could well. model. Nick, Nick. Oh, that's right. Nick, do you have any contacts for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got your sorted post-career, mate. I'll set you up my agent. You're all good. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Excited to see it, Brownie. Well, good luck next week. Thank you so much for jumping on with us. No worries. All good. Ciao, ciao. Thank you. We'll be back after the break. With thanks to iSuzu, the iSuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. This is NRL Crunch Time. Welcome back to Crunch Time, brought to you by iSuzu, the iSuzu D-Max, born to live, Jaleesa Ipes with Tim Manor and Nick Youngquest. We're almost at the end. It's I'm a bit sad, actually. Maybe I'll tell Sock not to come back. You guys can. Yeah. I'm I, sure I, this I think, is my call. <laughs> yeah. I think um, I think it's going to be a, a very big upgrade to have uh, Youngie and I more involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so just a uh, recap of the NRL round that we've already discussed. Eels Golden Point win over the Storm. Raiders come back from 22 points down to defeat the Titans, 24 to 22. Panthers alone at the top of the table after a 38 to 20 win over the Knights. Rabbitohs get their first win over the Roosters. Tigers still winless, losing 16-12 to Warriors at Campbelltown. And Sharks thump the Dragons 36-12 in Wollongong. Broncos and Cowboys are straight after crunch time. Uh, and then obviously the Bulldogs and the Seagulls this afternoon. And just having a little look, we were just so we sort of touched on it a bit um, with Brownie, the cricket, Pakistan and Australia, the first series in 24 years. It's incredible. And to see the crowd um, really get behind it. And there were some really great signs in the crowd um, in Pakistan where they said, thank you so much for coming, Australia 
don't, another guy had a sign saying, don't leave it 24 years next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. I guess it's, it's good after all the discourse, you know, in, yeah. in Pakistan to get, to get back there and get sport. Obviously, sport's so powerful for so many people, so it's really good to, to, to see them be able to watch the sport that they love again in life. Yeah, and to see um, Australia do well too, um, Usman Khawaja, who was born in Pakistan, mm. in the last test match, he got 91 and then a century, 104. Um, great to see him back in the fold after being out of the Australian side for a little while. They declared on day four with a 351-run lead. That A lot of people thought that was a little bit aggressive from Pat Cummins. I don't, what are you guys – I haven't – I'm an aggressive declarer. I want a result either way. I hate a draw. God, I hate a draw. Yeah, I'm, I'm neither here nor there, to be honest with you. I was going to kind of jump in and sound like I knew what I was talking about because I, I heard Steve Waugh at the fight the other night say that the wicket was no good or it was, or it was, it was quick. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, it I, was. I have no idea, about, <laughs> no idea about cricket, to be honest with you. Not a, not a massive fan. Did you see any of it, Timmy? Um, not, not a lot. I watched bits and pieces of it this time. Um, but I... <laughs> I used to love it when I was younger. I used to yeah. love it. Um, you talk about Steve Waugh. He was a hero of mine. Yeah. Yeah, Stephen Mark from Bankstown. Um, but uh, I haven't seen a lot of it, to be honest, in the last couple of months. I mean, this wasn't the most time-friendly time zone, but I'm an insomniac, so I will stay. Oh, yeah. You yeah, like yeah. You love cricket, I'm too. in bed at 9.30. Yeah. 9.30 p.m. On really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I dream of that. Oh, it would be best. amazing. No, sometimes I'm, like, up till... 3 a.m. and back up at 5. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That um, sounds like you should live in New York City. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, I probably should. Um, just looking at the women's too, Australia in uh, the World Cup are undefeated and we head into finals um, now. A bit disappointing to see New Zealand miss out on their um, home World Cup. In the NRLW, the Dragons 16 defeated the Roosters 10. Titans 14 defeated the Knights 10. Broncos currently lead the Eels 16 to 4. So um, all gearing up for a very interesting finals series there, which um, I believe we'll actually be broadcasting from there, Jimmy and myself, uh, and maybe James Magnuson next week. Um, well, after the break, we're going to preview uh, this, the games coming up. We've got uh, Cowboys and the Broncos. Um, Scott Sattler will preview that with us. He's calling that game. And the Bulldogs and the Seagulls, One, a game that I'm really looking forward to. We'll be back after the break. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.